0: Let's give God some praise all over this building. Hallelujah. Jaira, how do you, how many of you know that God is more than enough for us? He's Jehovah Jaira, I provider. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, let's let's kind of let's give God some praise once again for our praise team this morning. Awesome job. Awesome job. And let's let's look from God in prayer. Let's kind of this morning God we love you God we thank you God we honor you for being Jehovah Jireh our provider we thank you for being more than enough in our life God as we continue to go along in this in this service I pray Lord God that you move Lester Bell Jr. out of the way and that you allow Holy Spirit to speak through me to your people this morning So, God, I thank you for each and every person under the sound of my voice here in person. And I thank you for each and every person under the sound of my voice who are watching in their homes. So, God, we love you. We thank you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give God some praise again. Hallelujah. For this new day. Hallelujah. This new opportunity at life. Amen. Amen. And we are new month. So, what does that mean? What does that usually mean? New month new series, right? And we're going to do a series. Now, don't tune me out when you hear this series now. You you know, this is money month for us. And so we usually teach on principles about money so so that you can be fulfilled, not just spiritually, but be fulfilled financially as well. Because a lot of times we have a lot of stress because we have financial problems that we have not really dealt with and so we're going to jump from a series this month called Prosperity Gospel. Everybody say, Prosperity Gospel. Prosperity. Now, I know some of you are probably feeling kind of weird right now because we've all heard the negativity about Prosperity Gospel and the Prosperity Gospel preachers. And, I, and, and, and the overview of this series is this. Does God truly want us to prosper? Short answer, Yes. But not just prosper financially, he wants you to prosper in every area of your life. Because every area of your life is integrative, so spiritual. That's the most important component right there. So your spiritual life is the most important component. So it goes from spirituality to physical, to mental, to emotional, to relational. We need to heal in some of the relationships that we have. And so a lot of us have, have relationship issues that we need to work on. And if God allows us to, we're going to do a series next year. So I'm preparing you for next year. We're going to do a series on relationships because we need to learn how to properly um, have proper relationships. We need to learn how to have proper boundaries. Now, boundaries don't disconnect us from people. Boundaries actually connect us to people and let them know this is our way of how we operate in life. And so God does want you to prosper, and he not just wants you to prosper financially, he wants you to prosper in every area of your life. And so short answer, yes. And so what we're going to do in this series is we're going to dive into this topic of um, prospering financially and prospering in other areas as well, because I I want you to be well rounded. I don't want you to just be so spiritually good that you are earthly no good. Because a lot of times people come in here, they're floating on, a, uh, floating on the cloud, they had communion for breakfast, and they are holier than now, and they can't even love people. They don't even treat people right. They don't even say the right things to people. And so we want to teach you how to be whole, complete, lacking nothing. That's what the scripture says. He wants us to be whole and complete and lacking nothing. And the an area we need to be whole in is our finances, because once we learn how to properly Um, dissect our finances and and place them in a way that we honor God with our finances, then we will see our life transform. Amen? Amen. So, we are going to do this series this month called Prosperity Gospel. Everybody say, Prosperity Gospel. And so, if you would, turn your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 11. And if you have the ability to stand on your feet this morning, um, we ask that you stand as we read the Word of God. uh, second corinthians chapter 9 and we're going to read verses 6 through 11 and if you did not bring your bible it is okay we got 270 inch screen bibles uh in the front and if you are facing my way we would have a you would have a 55 inch bible for for pastor jay but you don't usually look at that when you look at these that's the one i look at even though I, I, need, I think i need to start using that more what y'all think team what y'all think david says yes big dave says yes so everybody at 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 through 11, and this is Paul talking, and it says this. It says, remember this, he who sows sparingly and grudgingly will also reap sparingly and grudgingly, and he who sows generously that blessings may come to someone will also reap generously and with blessings. Let each one give as he has made up in his own mind and purpose in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion, for God loves, He takes pleasure in, prizes above other things, and is willing, unwilling to abandon or do or to do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it, giver whose heart is in the giving. Ask yourself this. Is my heart in my giving? Ask yourself that. Is my heart in my giving? Because if your heart is not in your giving, then you are doing it reluctantly. If you feel like, oh, I I got to give, I got to do this, I got to do that, that's really the wrong mindset to have. The mindset you should have is, I get to do this. I get to sow into what God is doing. I I get to go to a job. I get to have the energy to go to a job and work so many hours. I get to own a business and to make my own way. I get to do that. Once you have that simple mindset shift, it'll change your life forever because you'll, you'll move from I have to to I get to. And once you move from I get to, then you will be a whole lot more thankful than if you were saying I have to. And so this is what the scripture says in verse eight. It says, and God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient Possessing enough to require no aid or support, and furnish in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. As it is written, He, the benevolent person, scatters abroad, He gives to the poor, His deeds of justice and goodness and kindness and benevolence will go on and endure forever. And God, who provides seed for the sower and bread for eating, will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing and increase the fruits of your righteousness, which manifests itself in act of goodness, kindness, and charity. Thus, you will be enriched in all things and in every way, so that you can be generous, and your generosity as it is administered by us will bring forth thanksgiving to God. I want to use for a topic this morning, generosity grows. Everybody say generosity, generosity grows. grows. You may be seated this morning. You may be seated. So, so I really want to start off this series by saying this. God has set up certain principles um, in our physical life and our spiritual life that can either help us or hurt us. Now, before I go there, the outline is available. If you go to sermons.church and type in Momentum Church, the outline should be available. It's not available? Oh, uh, no. Okay. We'll, we'll, get that. we'll get that. We'll get that fixed. So you'll have the notes. But the outline will be available a little bit after church. And so God has set up certain principles, right? So gravity, how many of us have all heard of gravity, right? We are all participating in gravity right now. What is gravity? Gravity is this. In physics, gravity is a fundamental interaction which causes mutual attraction between all things with mass or energy. In other words, we know that gravity exists and it can either help us if we use it properly or it can hurt us if used improperly, right? So if I decide to go to the top of this church and jump off, I am liable to break a leg, liable to break an arm, liable to crack my neck, because I am using gravity improperly, right? And so we all know about gravity. Everybody say gravity. gravity. We all know about electricity. Everybody say electricity. electricity. Now, if I was to use electricity in the wrong way, if I was to say, I'm gonna take a fork and stick it in the side, all right, then I'm gonna get a shot that I don't necessarily want in life, right? And so we know, we know the benefits of electricity, if used properly, it can allow us to experience things in the light. See, we are using electricity in its, in its proper form right now. See, God wants you to be in the light. He doesn't want you to be in shock. He wants you to be in light. So spiritual principles work the same way. Um, They want to bring light to your life so that you can experience it as God intended. So spiritual principles, there are spiritual principles in the Bible, and if you use those spiritual principles in the right way, then you can see your life transform into the the picture that God already had for you set from the foundation of the earth. And so the same goes for biblical principles. When When you use them correctly, then you will enrich your life to a point of freedom and growth. You will enrich your life. God wants your life to be enriched. He came that you may have life and that you may have life more abundantly. See, listen to this. You cannot demand and promise what you do not practice in principle. A lot of us are expecting God to bless us with more money. A lot of us are expecting God to bless us with more things. But if we never apply the principle in the right way, we can never command the promise to come to our life. See, when you work the spiritual principles that God has ordained in his word, you can see the promises of God in your life. And a lot of us are settling for subpar promises because we have not applied the word of God to our life. So in today's text, we see the principle of giving and how it works in a believer's life. So many times, listen to this, many times people do not want to give because of apprehension of what some have deemed as prosperity gospel. See, a lot of times people, they are afraid to give because they feel like, and I've always heard this, why should I give to the church? Because the pastor is going to drive a Cadillac, right? How many of you have ever heard that? Nobody? One person? Thank you. Two people, three, thank you. Four, thank you, Devin. Devin, help me. And so a lot of times people are unwilling to give because they think that they are um, sowing into one person's life. But when you give at momentum, you are actually sowing into something that's bigger than you. Because the vision that God is giving us is bigger than us. And so listen to this when I say this. Yes, and I agree. There are some bad apples in the bunch. But there are also some good apples in the bunch. There are also some good apples in the bunch. Yes, there are some, pi- some pastors who have spiritually manipulated others and coerced them to give, and that leaves a lasting impression on them and others. Yes, that is true. But listen to this. God is not a God of manipulation. God is not a God of coercion. God is not a God of fleecing the people because God is a God of love. And when you understand who God is then you will understand that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? So, so God loves so much, out of his love comes him giving. See, out of your love for God should come your giving, not out of your love for a person. Out of your love for God should come your giving. See, listen, God is a good father who takes care of his kids. And we have to understand that truth, that God is a good father that takes care of his kids. See, being generous with our finances is not a mandatory thing. It is a principle. Did you hear what I just said? Being generous with our finances is, is, is not mandatory. It is a principle. And once you apply that principle to your life, you can see things happen in your life that go beyond your imagination or even what you can hope for. See, when I apply the principles of the Word of God to my life, then I can see the promises of the Word of God manifest in my life. See, a lot of us are trying to manifest the promises of God without applying the principles of God. And we're, we, 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 are so, we are so new age and focus on manifest, manifest, manifest. I'm going to manifest this blessing. I'm going to manifest that blessing. I'm going to manifest this blessing. But when I apply the principles the way God intended for me to apply the principles, then that's when I can see a manifestation of his promises. Because listen, you can manifest something on your own, and it can come with sorrow. You can manifest something on your own, and it could come with a whole lot of problems that you are not experiencing. See, we often see the front side of the blessing, but we never see the back side of the blessing. We always see the front side of promotion. Oh, I I got this promotion, but we never see the back side of promotion. There's a back side to that promotion. There's a back side to that blessing. And so when you understand that there's a front side and a back side, then you will allow God to teach you how to apply the principles. Because when you apply the principles, it says the blessing of the Lord, it make it rich and added no sorrow. So when God blesses you on the front end, then it's no sorrow on the back end. But when you bless yourself on the front end, that's where the sorrow comes in. Because I'm trying to manifest this thing. I'm going to go get it. I'm going to hustle. And that's, 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 that's a part of culture's mindset. Hustle, hustle, hustle. But God's mindset is ebb and flow. God's mindset is, 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 is allow it to flow to you, not allow it to let me go get it and create this for myself. And so we, we are to be generous with our finances, but it's not mandatory. It's just a principle. And I want you to always understand that, whether you go to Momentum, whether whatever church you go to, I want you to understand that being generous is a principle. And when I apply that principle, then I can see that promise happen in my life. Everybody say principle. promise. Promise. So let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. And this is what the scripture says. And it says this, it says, Let each one give as he has made up in his own mind, in purpose in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion. For God loves, he takes pleasure in, prizes above other things, and is unwilling to abandon or to do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do a giver whose heart is in the giving. So giving and generosity go hand in hand. Because according to the scripture, the more generous you are, the more harvest you see in your life. I'm going to say that again. The more generous you are, the more harvest you see in your life. If you don't believe me, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 because I want to back this up with Scripture, because I don't want you to say, well, Pastor Jason's giving out what he thinks it should be. No, this is what Scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. <clears throat> it says this. It says, remember this, he who sows sparingly and grudgingly will also reap sparingly and grudgingly. And he who sows generously that blessings may come to someone will also reap generously and with blessings. So not only do you set up yourself up to receive generosity, you will receive blessings as well, right? So, so, so a lot of times it's this. We, we ask God for more. We ask God for more money. But what God gives us, instead of, instead of us asking for, instead of us getting more money from God, God actually gives us more opportunity. Could you, ha- could you not have more opportunity because you are sparingly sowing and doing it with a grudge? Because when you, when, you, when you sow generously, you set yourself up to receive more opportunities. So when I sow, when I, when I sow generously, then I set myself up to receive more opportunities for myself to, re, to sow even more generously. So, so, so let's talk about apples. Everybody say apples. <coughs> so, so on the screen, you're going to see, because I don't know if you can see this. Can everybody see this little apple? We're going to put one on the screen for you, too. There we go. All right, so, so this, is, this is one apple, right? This is one apple. So, so did you know that one apple has five compartments in it? Each of these compartments contains one seed in order for the apple to be full size and well-shaped as the seed produces hormones which allow the fruit to develop. I'm gonna say that again. So this one apple, that one apple, it has five compartments. And you ever cut an apple in half and seen the seeds in it? You've seen the compartments in it, right? If you ever ate an apple seed? Somebody say an apple tree was going to grow on your stomach. Anybody ever pranked you like that? No? OK, just me? OK, it's just me. All right, all right. So, so in this one apple, there are five seeds. So that means there are five opportunities for, for the seed to become a tree. Because the seeds don't become this. The seeds actually become a tree. Could it be that, that you have not developed enough because you have not sown any seed? Could it be that you have not uh, had a, any more opportunities because you've eaten your seed? Because a lot of times, we eat our seed. We eat our seed with, 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 with things. We eat our seed with, with, with status. And who are we trying to impress, anyway? Are you trying to impress your neighbor? Are you trying to impress your coworker? Who are you trying to impress? And so this apple has an opportunity to grow five trees. And that five trees has an has a ability to grow, I believe, I saw somewhere where a, one apple tree can, can have at least 50 to 150 apples on it. So if you multiply 50 to 150 times five, then that's more opportunity for even more trees to grow. Could it be that you are not seeing more trees grow in your life, more opportunity grow in your life because you are not planting your seed in the right place? Because a lot of us, we're, we're asking God, God, I want more opportunity. God, we want more increase. We want more finances. We, we want more of this. But we're not, being, we're not being good stewards of the one that he has given us. See, could it be that your business has not reached full peak because you are afraid to sell? I'm gonna, I'm gonna give all the business people a principle here. See, you think your business is booming now, once you get into the habit of sowing from that business, watch how God blesses that business. So that's just a business nugget right there. I know we're not talking about business today, but that's just a business nugget. So, so listen, these seeds have the ability to produce a tree which produce fruit which will produce more seed. Your seed has the ability to produce a tree that would produce more fruit, that would produce more seed for you to sow. Because the scripture says God gives seed to the sower. So God wants to give seed to the sower so that the sower can continue sowing and seeing the harvest God has for them. Did you hear what I just said? God wants to give seed to the sower so that the sower can continue sowing and seeing the harvest that God has for them. If you don't believe me, let's back it up with scripture. This is what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10. It says this, It says this, it says, and God, who provides seed for the sower and bread for eating, will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing and increase the fruits of your righteousness, which manifests itself in active goodness, kindness and charity. Could it be that you are not really receiving the favor that God has for you because you have not been willing to sow your seed? Because God not only wants to bless you with more opportunity when it comes to sowing more seed, he also wants to bless you with favor as well. Because favor can open a lot of doors money can't open. Have you ever been in a place and wonder, how did I get in this place? How did I get where I am? It's because the favor of God is on your life. Say that with me, the favor of God God. is on my life. So when you are generous, it produces not only more opportunity financially, it produces opportunity physically, mentally, emotionally, and relationally. See, a lot of times we are expecting God to bless us with more opportunities, but we are afraid to sow the opportunity he has already given us. So, so we are afraid to sow that opportunity because we feel like if I sow this opportunity, then there will be no more opportunities that come to me. But listen to this, and you probably heard it in the old church, you can't outgive God. You can't beat God at giving. Because God gave the greatest gift, which was His Son. And so, if God gave the greatest gift, which was His Son, the sowing that you do here on earth can't outgive what God has already given. It can't outlove what God has already given through His Son by providing His Son for our life. And so, if we are not obedient with the current opportunity we have, how can we expect God to bless us with even more opportunities? See, if you're not obedient to that opportunity that God has blessed you with, how can you say, okay, I'm going, I'm going to ask God for more opportunity? If you're not obedient with the one that he gave you, he can't trust you with any more opportunity. And a lot of times, God can't trust us with more opportunity because we are not obedient with the current opportunity that we are in. So I'm almost finished. Everybody say he's almost finished. Y'all said that a little too fast. I said that I, got, I still got 20 minutes. I was about to tell Dave, big day, to add 20 more minutes to the timer. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24. I'm almost finished for real, y'all. I'm, I really am. Because we got, we got some things that we're going to do after, so we hope that you stay after. We got some, um, some giveaways and some things that we're going to do, so we hope that you stay after um, and celebrate us as we uh, continue to move forward with this vision that God has given us. So Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24, it says this. It says, there are those who generously scatter abroad and yet increase more. There are, more, there are those who withhold more than is fitting or what is justly due, but it only results in want. Some, some versions say Poverty. So when I'm generous with what God has given me, then it causes me to increase even the more, isn't it? Isn't it it, it? it seems like an oxymoron. Well, God, if I'm giving this away, if I'm generous, then I'm going to have less. But really, God is a God of of oxymorons. What's an oxymoron? Or what's a paradise? God is a God of paradise. When you sow more, then you increase yet the more, right? But if you don't sow more, if you hold what you have, right? If you hold that seed in your hand then you cannot receive more because it, it, it increases want. It leads to poverty. And so, and so God is a God that says, okay, well, when you sow, I'm going to increase that even more. Because you gave with a, with, a, with a cheerful heart. You gave with a heart not of reluctancy. You gave with a heart of openness. And so I'm going to increase that even more. See, generosity produces some things for the believer when we sow into the ministry that God has placed us in. So whatever ministry that God has placed you in, when I am generous with what God has blessed me with in my life with that ministry, then it produces some things for the believer. See, a lot of times we cannot see the production of our generosity, so we give up. We're being generous. We're sowing. We're doing this. And we, we stop right before we get to what God has for us. And so listen to this. There is a threefold result when we give generously. Everybody say threefold result. So what, what is that? What is that threefold result? It is this. It is the poor are helped. Everybody say the poor are helped. The, poor are the givers are blessed. The givers are blessed. God, is in God is glorified in thanksgiving. So when you sow into this ministry, not only... Um, not only are you ju- you not just sowing into this ministry just to sow into this ministry you're sowing into this ministry so that we can do ministry outside of this so the poor is helped the givers are blessed and God is glorified in thanksgiving because when i give i'm 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 really operating more like god when i give because the scripture says for god so loved the world that he gave right so when i give i'm operating really in who God created me to be. And so let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 11 through 12. And I'm going to give you some things that generosity produces and we're going to we're going to call it that this morning. So this is what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 11 through 12. It says this. It says thus you will be enriched in all things and in every way so that you can be generous and your generosity, as it is administered by us, will bring forth thanksgiving to God, for the service that the ministering of this fund renders does not fully does not only fully supply what is lacking to the saints, God's people, but it also overflows in many cries of thanksgiving to God. Now, let me ask you this: Who uh, who owns the world? God right? Yeah. Who owns your job? God. Who is Lord of your life? God. Now it's easy for us to say that yeah. but when it comes to actual practicing that that's where that's that's where the that's that's where the toughness comes in. Who has given you the energy to work the job that you work? God. Who has given you the energy to start the business that you started? So why is it so hard for us to give when God is the owner of all, he's given us the energy to do so, why is it so hard for us to give? Because the enemy knows that when you give, you set yourself up to receive more. See, the enemy doesn't want you to advance the kingdom of God. He doesn't want you, he doesn't want you to move into your purpose. Because he understands that once you get into your purpose, then it's hard for him to try to attack you because you're moving in purpose. You are advancing the kingdom of God. Now attacks will come, trials and tribulations will come, but you will know who your creator is. You will know who your Lord is. You will know who is Lord of your life. You will know who is owner of this world. Now God is owner of this world, but he has given you dominion in this world. He's given you dominion to steward what he owns. And a lot of times we have an ownership mindset when it comes to our finances, And so since we have that ownership mindset, we think I own this, I own this money, I own this time, I own this job, and that's the wrong mindset to have. But when we have the mindset of stewardship, okay, let me steward this time that God has given me. And giving is not just your talents, giving is is not just your treasure, it's your time and talent as well. So giving is your time, talent, treasure. Everybody say time, Time. Talent. talent, and treasure. See, a lot of times we focus just on the treasure part, which we which we are talking about in this series. But it also extends to your time and your talent as well, because God has blessed you with a talent that is supposed to enrich the house of God. That's supposed to enrich. See, your gift is not for you. Your gift is for us. See, my gift of teaching is not for me. My gift is for you. And so when I understand that, then I can sow that gift and I can sow that gift with a cheerful heart. And when I sow that gift with a cheerful heart, then God gives me the opportunity to produce even more opportunities to sow that gift with a cheerful heart. If, just imagine if I got up here and was like this. All right, y'all, let's, uh, let's talk about the word of God today. And um, like, like, would you, like, like, would you be okay with that if I was just like, I got I to gotta lead this church. I got to teach this word. Like, let's go to the scripture. This is what it says. Like, would you be enriched by that? you would not be enriched by that because you'd be like, where is the energy? Where is the love for what he is doing, right? So the same goes for you. You have some talent in you that God is wanting you to share with the local body because when you share that talent with the local body, then the local body can get better. So you have to, like we talked about last week, get in where you fit in. Everybody say "Get get in where you fit in. If you missed that, go back to YouTube, We Are Momentum CC, and watch Get In Where You Fit In, right? Type in Get In Where You Fit In, it'll pop up. Because there's a gift inside of you that God wants to see happen in the local body, right? And so let's get back to generosity. Everybody say, let's get back to generosity. That was my uh, soapbox for today. (laughs) So generosity produces some things. Everybody say, generosity produces some things. So what does it produce? What did it first produce? It produces God's grace. Everybody say God's grace. God's grace. Now, God's grace is not, when I say God's grace, I'm not just saying, I'm not saying that you are not entitled to God's grace because his grace is free unmerited favor, right? But when I say God's grace, what I am saying is this. This is what the scripture says. It says, and God is able to make all grace, Every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance. So a lot of times the reason why we have not seen abundance is because we hadn't been generous with what God has already given us. And so everybody say God's grace. God's grace. <coughs> what else does generosity produce? It produces this, God's goodness. Everybody say God's goodness. God's goodness. See, when we are generous with what God has blessed us with, then it, it allows us to, to receive his goodness it allows us to see even more of his goodness because when we have a mindset of ownership, we, we oftentimes forget about the goodness of God because we think we own it anyway. We think we got it figured out anyway. And so we often become, um, we often think, we often take it for granted because we think, well, God's supposed to do this. He's supposed to do that. He's supposed to, and we take it, we have a mindset. We don't say that. But the way we respond with our generosity says that. If we're not generous, it says, okay, well, God's supposed to do that. God's supposed to supply all of my needs according to his riches. He's supposed to do that, which he does because he loves you. But when I'm thankful for what God has given me, then it allows my mind to be open to his goodness on a level that I'm not on right now. So everybody say "God's God's goodness. What else does generosity produce? It produces this, God's genesis. Everybody say God's genesis. So what do I mean by that? I mean by this. When God initially created us, he created us in his image and his likeness. Now, Adam, Adam and Eve lost that in the garden, but Jesus came to restore that back to us. Now, when, when God gave Adam and Eve a command um, to not eat of the tree of, of what is it, the tree of, of good and bad. Thank you. Thank, I just had a, a brain freeze for some reason. Yeah. Woo got a lot on my mind. So, 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 a lot of, so, so, so what happened is they passed all the trees that God said they could eat of just to get to that one tree. So they walked past all of their abundance just to get to what they lacked. A lot of times we walk past our abundance to get to what we lack instead of focusing on abundance that God has already blessed us with. So there's a genesis. There's, there's God's genesis. So what do I mean by God's genesis? God's genesis is this. God initially created us to live in an abundant world. And so if God created us to live in an abundant world, then we don't have to go after what we lack because God has already given us what we need. So everybody say God's Genesis. God's Genesis. What else does generosity produce? It produces God's giving. Everybody say God's giving. God's giving. So you can't outbeat God's giving, no matter how hard you try. All right? So I would. What's we'll that? E flat? So So you 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 can you you cannot you cannot outgive God. As much as you want to, as much as you think you can, you can't outgive God. And so, if I can't outgive God, see, see, a lot of times we think that okay, if I sow this here, then man, what am I gonna have for life? God, God is able to allow all grace to abound to you in abundance, right? So everybody say God's giving. God's giving. And lastly, is this God's greater? Everybody say greater. God's, greater. God's greater. God wants God wants greatness for you. Yes, God wants you to prosper. But God wants you to prosper in a holistic way. He wants you to prosper in your spiritual life, your mental life, your emotional life, your physical life, your relational life, and your financial life. And so, when I am generous with what God has called me to be generous with, then I can recept, I set myself up to receive God's greater. Everybody say, God's greater. God's greater. So let's. I want to wrap this up with this scripture right here, and we will put that outline on online for you. I don't know how we forgot. It's like the second time. I think I'm going to get that to somebody else. Possibly, what you say, Lady P. Yes, yes, yes. My beautiful wife agrees. So this is what it says in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 9. It says this: It says, "The generous will themselves be blessed, for they share their food with the poor." And so, when I am generous with what God has given me, then I set myself up to be blessed. Now, 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 when I say blessed, a lot, of, a lot of times we think okay, blessing is just finances. It's not. Blessing comes more than finance. Blessing can be favor as well. Blessing can be promotion at your job. Blessing can be peace that goes beyond your understanding. Blessing can be the joy of the Lord being your strength. And so we have to get out of the mindset of blessing as just monetary, like, okay, I got the blessings of God, I got money, I'm good, because money doesn't, money doesn't, money answers all things, but money doesn't solve all your problems. Because a lot of us, we have some mental problems, we have some emotional problems, we have some traumas, we have some triggers, we have some troubles that we've experienced that money can't, money can't answer that, money can't solve that. And so that takes a a loving God to remove the stronghold from our mind. And so when we are blessed, then we are, we, we are blessed not only financially, but we're blessed in every facet of the word. We're blessed in our spiritual life. We're blessed in our emotional life. We're blessed in our mental life. We're blessed in our relational life. We're blessed in our spiritual life. And that's the type of blessing that God wants you to be in. He just doesn't want you to just have money. He wants you to be in, he wants you to, even as your soul prosper. He wants you to be in good health as well. And we're going to dive into that a little bit later, because your soul is your mind, your will, your intellect. And a lot of our souls have been damaged by some things. We've had some traumas. We've had some church hurts. We've had some people say some things to us that didn't necessarily feel good. We've had some people treat us bad when we, when we treated them good. And that's been, that's been trauma-filled. And you have to allow God to 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 heal that heart, to heal your heart. You have to, you, and that's why the scripture says, "Above all, uh, guard your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life." And so, when I guard my heart, then I, I allow God to mend my heart while I'm guarding my heart. And so, and so, God wants you to be blessed. Say that with me. God wants me to be blessed, God wants me to be blessed. Spiritually. spiritually, mentally, mentally. Physically. physically, emotionally. Physically. Relationally and financially. Relationally. Let's look from God and prayer. God, we love you. God, we thank you. We honor you. God, we thank you that we will be generous with our finances so that we can advance the kingdom of God and we can um, do the mandate that you have called us to do as a ministry, as Momentum Church. God, we thank you, Lord God, for each and every person under the sound of my voice who are here in person. And God, we thank you for each and every person, Lord God, who are under the sound of my voice, who are watching this on live stream or listening to this on our podcast. So God, as we continue to go along in this service, we pray that your Holy Spirit will be with us and that you will allow us to um, do your will. So we love you. We thank you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen.